What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we're going to do a little bit of a, a dive into what the lockout means. You know, many of you have heard what's going on, but I think some people still aren't sure exactly what Major League Baseball, well, I would say, sorry, the Players Association and the owners are bickering about, or what they're complaining about, what they don't agree on. So first of all, what's a lockout? Why is it happening now? So the last deal between Major League Baseball and the MLB Players Association was negotiated in 2016. And that's that deal is called a collective bargaining agreement. So it covers everything from how long the season will last to what kind of meal money players get on the road. You know, it also gets into some of the greater economics of the game, like free agency and arbitration. But all that ended... 12.01 a.m., you know, after December 1st, so I guess 12.01 a.m., December 2nd. And the the owners locked out the players, and what that means is that they're hoping to push the players' union into a more urgent state of negotiation. It's basically, you know, the, I don't want to say the opposite, but it's the other side of what you see when the players strike. So when the players strike, it's just that they don't want to play anymore. They, they stop playing. You know, if players aren't willing to play, you have no games. Therefore, you don't have a league. But it's the other side of it. It's where the owners have basically told the union that, hey, you know, you guys, you, you guys are not going to be listened to. We're not going to pay attention to you until until a new agreement is reached. So this means that all player activity is on hold. No free agent signings. Players can't use team facilities. No contact of any kind between teams and players until a new agreement is reached. So how long can we expect this lockout to last? I mean, could we potentially lose games next year? Well, the answer in short is yes. I mean, we can potentially see this bleed into next year, although I think it'd be unlikely. I mean, it's always a possibility that once a work stoppage occurs that extends for a long period of time, but no one really knows. But I will say with three months until the regular season begins, it would be it would be shocking if this was still going on for the beginning of the 2022 season. I'd be I'd be very shocked. But there so although it's a slim chance that the regular season is moved, there is a chance that spring training doesn't start on time i mean i'm sure both sides are using spring training as a soft deadline to force some issues to get resolved but considering the fact that you know that's months away we're pretty far from that happening but honestly looking at the economics of baseball and how much money they lost during the you know pandemic shortened season in 2020 anything short of a full season would be a huge blow to the sport and they need you know, it's both from an economically and from a public relations standpoint. So they need as much as they can get. And an essential full season is pretty darn good. So what is the main point that these these two sides are negotiating right now? Well, it's it's money. It's money. So a lot of players feel that ever since analytics have emerged, that fewer and fewer of those, you know, 
of those players like a, a tier below, those tier two and maybe even tier three players. Because of sabermetrics, you know, players believe that those types of players are not getting paid anymore. And yeah, they're just not getting paid anymore, even when they become a free agent after six years of major league service time. And that's also a problem in and of itself because if they become a free agent after six years of major league service time, that's usually when a player is turning 30 or pretty close to it. So they're kind of already out of their youth. And teams will then say, well, you know, we can't give you a long-term deal for something that happened in the past. So in general, players want to be paid while they're young, while they're young and while they have a lot of leverage. I mean, one thing that's probably going to be attacked is the fact that you have to wait six years in the major leagues. You have to have six years of major league service time before you can become a free agent. It's possible that maybe the players say, you know, maybe you you start that clock while we're in the minor leagues instead of waiting till we break into the major leagues or something like that, or you start that clock once we're drafted. I mean, the system as it is right now, it favors keeping players in the minor leagues for several extra weeks so you could slow down their major league service time. We've seen it time and time again with all these top prospects that come up, and players hate that. And in addition, another thing is that players feel like the cycle of teams tanking is limiting payrolls you know there are some teams who are actively not trying to win or they're just trying not to win so they don't have to field a very competitive team that's also going to keep prices low and that means less money in the pocket of players and the reason you might be wondering well why would some team try not to win well it's because they found out that they can still be profitable without having to spend as much money on players, which means they have to pay for luxury tax. That just means more money in the owner's pocket and they can still be profitable. So, yeah, I mean, those are some of the things. I mean, economics, how much money the players are being paid. I mean, not just necessarily, like, oh, give us more money. It's just, it's just like trying to get rid of some of the tactics that the owners have been using for a long time and kind of overhaul the system so that players can maximize their earnings or I should say more players can maximize their earnings because the best players are always going to get paid regardless and those guys are going to have no trouble when they hit free agency but there're going to be a lot of players who are you know in that in that second or third tier like I mentioned who are negatively impacted by the current system because you have to perform at you know a certain juncture in time and not everyone has a long lengthy prime or anything like that so that's something that the players are trying to change and they believe it would be more fair if everyone got a a chance to be paid earlier in their career so that's a really big point kind of being discussed um or maybe not being discussed because there's a lockout but um that, that's that's one point uh that that each side really has to consider um before they can reach an agreement. I'm sure they will discuss it, but right now it seems like there's a stalemate and not much discussing going on, probably until some new proposals um, are on the table, which both sides are at least mostly okay with. So, yeah, main sticking point is going to be money for sure. So, what does a lockout mean for free agency and trades? Are the winter meetings canceled? Well, everything is on pause. 
So the winter meetings are canceled. That was supposed to be next week. Um, that's the major league side. Apparently, there's a minor league side of it, which will continue. But, um, I mean, there'd be no point in holding the winter meetings because agents can't meet with teams. And team personnel aren't even allowed to speak to the media about players on the 40-man rosters during the lockouts and things like that. So no trades. Well, technically, no trades will be agreed upon during the lockout. But that's assuming that the executives follow the letter of the lockout law. It's possible that people do have con- uh, conversations off the record about you know players interested in from different teams and things like that. But that, that would have to be off the record. Um, players looking for feedback from the coaches, whether it's like winter bullpen or hitting sessions and things like that, those guys are on their own now as well. So simply put, team personnel are prohibited from any contact with players on their 40-man roster. So, And then also, one fun fact is that off-season drug testing will stop and pick up as soon as the new CBA is approved. So we'll see if anything happens there. But, yeah, that, that's kind of where we stand. I mean, I would say key dates to watch out for as the lockout continues I mean, not all teams have announced spring training report dates yet, but let's just, I I would say February 1st is a soft deadline for camps to open on time. Um, Sorry, to to open on time a little later that month. So um, if you put a February 1st deadline deadline on these um, negotiations, then you'll have about two weeks before the start of spring training, which is enough time for teams to to make adjustments, for guys to, you know, travel out and things like that. So... I would say these sides have about two months to figure this out before issues start to arise. Are there any radical changes to the game we could see as a result of the new CBA? Well, Major League Baseball wants an expanded postseason. They want 14 teams to make the playoffs, and they want to. They have this creative attempt on incentivized winning, where you know the top seeded teams would choose their opponent and things like that. At least in the beginning of the playoffs. So that's a pretty dramatic shift. I mean, we saw a expanded playoffs in 2020. I think that was okay because 2020 was just such a weird year. I think everyone can kind of write it off. But they're still thinking about doing it. They meaning the owners. Um, there are whispers about a pitch clock being Im- implemented. And even a cap on the number of pitchers that can be on a roster at any given time. So it is quite a bummer that this is what it's come down to, but I guess that's just, that's just business. So I don't think that you're going to have either side particularly happy coming out of this. Um, But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they could end up proposing something that the players like, like a different arbitration system. I mean, that would obviously be key for guys who are up next to that fourth year and they want some security. So, yeah, that, that, that's where we stand. That's what the lockout is like. You know, I just want to do a surface-level overview before getting deeper into certain things. But that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.